0: In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Paint Ed with Torlando. This episode is sponsored by 3M, Conker, and PPG. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host,
1: folks. I'm so glad to be hosting the show today. I got a wonderful guest and I'm excited because I am uh, fully back in the painting industry. I have uh, started my company, a uh, new company with my brother. Uh, a little family business action. And I think that for those who are in a family business situation, uh, I think you're going to really enjoy this show today. Um, if you want to listen to this show, or if, if if you're listening, let's say you're listening, and but you but you want to see my pretty face, then I recommend going down to. Uh, PCAPaintEd.org and downloading PCA Overdrive. Overdrive is a video app that houses over 500 hours of video content, educational content. Goddamn, uh, from the from the field, contractors opening up their uh, their their books, their their job sites, showing us how to succeed in this business is a great resource. It's $5.99 a month uh, for non-PCA members, and if you are a member. It is free with membership. So I highly recommend getting that little added value with membership because it's a good, good thing. Uh, The other thing, if you guys I've been talking to a lot of folks who are um, really stressed out about finding workers. Um, This is I mean, this is a problem that that is not going away. Okay, Uh, we don't have enough workers in the industry. We don't have enough young people coming in. Um, We got to find people who, who we can bring in and who we can train and who we can help. Um, if you have a job posting that you'd like to post, um, go to jobs.pcapainted.org and you can list your job. And you can also leverage the power of Viva HR. So a lot of you folks are using are using Indeed. Okay, Indeed is good. You're going to find some you know cl- candidates there for for hire. Uh, but if you want to expand that post, if you want to bring it out to I'm talking like Monster and ZipRecruiter and like Google even has their thing where they where you can uh, post your job. If you want to post it to all of them, I highly recommend using VVHR. You can post to 50 different recruiting sites and their uh, software and their platform allows you to uh, outline a really solid job description and track your candidates. Highly recommend VVHR. our connection with uh, jobs.pcap.org awesome awesome stuff you guys Um, by the way uh, my book sprint i just published i republished my second edition i went through okay here's the deal when you publish a book the first time you read that fresh published book you're gonna find a, a, a grammar error, a typo on the first page. That's what happened to me. It's been <laughs> it's been staring me in the eye. I had to fix it. But not only that, I put in bonus chapters in this second edition all about managing cash flow. Uh, it's a great system. Things that I learned the hard way, ways that I don't want you to go through, but also things that I've done that have really, really worked. Highly recommend picking up my book uh, Sprint on Amazon.com. Just search for my name, Torlando, and Sprint, and you will get a uh, a manual, a production manual that will help you output jobs, get them done, get a lot of stuff off your plate, and uh, and and build the business that you that you really deserve. Okay, last thing, last thing before we get into this show here, uh, I'm also available. I'm on the Ask a Peer Network. PCA offers. Ask a Peer Sessions. There are a handful of us that are on this network. Um, if you are struggling in your business today and you just need somebody to talk to, uh, I'm here for you. Go to Hakes.Digital. You'll see my calendar. OK, just sign up for a time. We can talk. We can chat. You can, you can, you can vent. You can get stuff off your mind. OK, and then we're going to then we're going to look at a problem. We're going to look at a problem to solve together. OK, this isn't I, this is not consulting. This isn't coaching. This is doing. We're just going to we're going to work together to get something done. So go to Hakes.Digital for a free Ask a Peer session with me. OK, so I'm, I'm really excited to bring on Quincy Fox here. She is from PFS Investments. Um, she runs the company with her husband and they help uh, small business owners of, of, of all types uh, get a build a better financial house. And boy, do we need this. You know, uh, finances in the home can be a touchy, stressful, stressful topic. And uh, it's, it's you know, it's one of the leading causes of divorce. We know this. Um, it's uh, it's hard because you're coming from different backgrounds. You know, maybe one person grew up uh, in, a, in a pretty good situation. And so their relationship to money is different than somebody who's, who maybe grew up that broke, you know, like <laughs> there's a lot going on. There's psychology going on. But a lot of it is just not knowing what the heck we're doing. And I think that that problem is exacerbated by the fact that we are running seasonal businesses. Um, a lot of times, that money coming in is up and down, and you got to pay your crew, and you got to pay the paint store, and you got to pay your bills. And then all these people are coming in and saying, "Hey, I can help you. I can help you make more money. And if you give me money, I'll help you make more money." And sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. And so your <laughs> expenses tend to go up, and then your profits are a little bit all over the place, and that makes it difficult to build a budget around uh, for your for your family. It makes it really hard. And let me tell you something. Uh, if you are running a business and you are, uh, your family is depending on you, you owe it to your spouse to get your financial house in order. And that's why I wanted to bring Quincy on today because uh, the personal side mixing with the business, the, those personal business finances, uh, I, I have not read a book to date that helps you figure out how both of those things work together. Um, I'm hoping Quincy can shed some light on it. Without further ado, let's bring on Quincy Fox from PFS Investments. Hey Quincy, welcome to the show.
2: Hey Torlando, thank you for having me. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah, we we spoke a, a couple of weeks ago. We just kind of did a, you know, both of us kind of doing our networking thing and, you know, meeting new people and and I and, you know, after that conversation we had, I thought My goodness, I got to get this person on the show because she is uh, sharp as a tack. But also, I think that you bring a level of uh, empathy and understanding and care to uh, our audience, in particular, those who um, are running a business with their spouse, that I think that you'll just be able to help us out as we're just trying to navigate this this, uh, this sticky business kind of stuff.
2: Yes, it's not easy. My husband and I have been... Uh, in business together for almost a decade and it's not easy but if yeah. you can figure it out it's it's a blessing and it's so wonderful to work with your spouse if that's what you want but it's not easy. So if there's anything that I could do to shed the light on that, I'm excited to get into it.
1: Awesome, awesome. So uh, you know you've you've been working with your spouse for a long time and you've been working with a lot of individuals, a lot of business owners. I'm, I'm, you know I'm sure there have been a lot who have been in business together. What is the the biggest pitfall that they tend to run into as you've been working with them?
2: So I would say not having a strategy, not having a plan. And I mean that in two ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Financially, which is probably not a surprise to most people, sure. not having, you know, a, a clear GPS, where do we want to go and, and are we balancing the books right? Do we have a, a clear financial plan? But also just being intentional about working with your partner. You know, what kind of business do we want? What are our strengths and weaknesses? You know, what would the ideal, like Torlando, if you and I were partners, you mm-hmm. know, I would, I would need to know what do you want out of this business? What do you need from me? Yeah. How can right. I serve you? And then you, of course, would probably ask me the same questions. Well, most people I find go into business with good intentions and a lot of passion for what they're doing, but they're not intentional enough. And they don't right. ask those questions. And again, finances are a part of it, but there's a there's a lot more than just the money, I think that's affected right. when you don't have a, a plan and a purpose.
1: Yeah, for sure. So what's what's what do you think is stopping us from being able to to put together that plan is it simply knowledge or is it something is there something else
2: i would say knowledge is the start you know you Mm -hmm. you don't know what you don't know so i think that yeah if there was more awareness like just what you and i are talking about right now that could that would be the best first start beyond that uh obviously there has to be there has to be an action it's better Mm -hmm. to take you know it's better to start than to wait for everything to be perfect and all the stars to align so yeah you got to take action, but I think first that you do have to have a little bit of understanding, or else yeah. you're going to have a difficult time knowing what direction to go.
1: Totally. What what role does the does the way that you work together as uh, as a partnership like what what is how does that relationship impact the way that you manage these finances together?
2: So you're asking for my husband and I in our own business.
1: I mean. I'm thinking about the audience today who, you know, I mean, there are going to be some people who aren't in a family business, but for the people who are, um, you know, what, what is stopping them from, cause I, cause I, I know that education is part of it, but sometimes the education is great, but being able to talk about finances for some people yeah. is, is just tricky.
2: You're right. And a lot of people, they're so anxious about it. It's, it's this catch-22. You're anxious about it because you know that you haven't done what you need to do. You know maybe you don't have a plan. You're a little disorganized, which brings you anxiety. So then you don't look at it. You don't talk about it. You don't seek out help because you're embarrassed and you're anxious. And then that cycle continues. So there's got to be a day. It's like you don't get your house all clean before the cleaners come, unless you're my mom who does that. But you don't need to. Right. The cleaners are coming. And, you know, you don't get yourself clean before you jump in the shower. That's the point of the shower. Right. So Mm -hmm. for some reason, there's this extra level of anxiety when it comes to our money. Mm. And I think that's a problem. You know, money gets gets rooted in our heart and causes a lot of problems. Um, But just like with anything else, if you're dirty, you just get clean. You know, Mm. you don't you don't think about it and talk about it and, you know, have a mental breakdown. You just get clean. And when you're anxious about money and your finances are a mess and you're embarrassed and you know, you haven't done what you can't, you can't, you shouldn't go another day living like that any longer. You just have to get help. That might be working with a professional. If you know someone who's trustworthy, Mm -hmm. that might be getting advice from someone that is really good with their money, even if they're not a professional,
1: mm-hmm. it
2: might be just getting a yellow pad and start writing down, okay, mm-hmm. this is how much money we have. This is how much income we, we bring in. This is some of the problems we're facing. You know, you just get, right. get everything on a piece of paper, but there's gotta be a, that day of action where you just start right. moving in the right direction, regardless of your emotions or else, yeah. you know, you'll be paralyzed with fear. You'll never do anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's accurate. I think in, the anxiety surrounding, you know, finances and, and, and turbulence that, you know, I just have to kind of put myself into the shoes of um, you know, maybe somebody who's coming into the the business with their spouse who maybe, you know, has the experience of, of painting, but they're uh, just starting out to, to run their you know own company. And then they're starting to get busy and they don't know how to, you know, Keep up with it all and so then they they lean on their spouse because the spouse maybe has uh, you know they're there and they're kind of talking about the problems anyway they're talking you know they're talking through them because it's what's keeping them up at night and then you know then the spouse offers help and then offers a little bit more and then now now the spouse is running the back office now they're out doing more stuff and and then they're they're together you know they're doing it together but those anxieties, I think, play a huge factor in this conversation because at the at the end of the day, the, the painting business does fluctuate. It does go up and down. Mm-hmm. And when you see more money coming in, but then sometimes where, you know, money is coming out and you have a problem, you know, and you're trying to troubleshoot that with your spouse, all of a sudden the conversation goes from. Uh, this objective business problem to, oh my gosh, are we going to lose the house? And yeah. that can that can happen, um, I think, if uh, if 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 we let our anxieties really kind of take over. Um, but I think that what you're saying is that having um, a, a foundation of knowledge that's going to give us a little more assurance and trust in the process. But then also finding somebody that can kind of step in as a third party um, so, so that uh, those those personal conversations are, are fitting within uh, boundaries where we can kind of, you know, take off our, you know, uh, t- you know protecting the house, you know, and, and put on the, the business hat and say, OK, we're also yeah. business partners here and we need to have, um, you know, lot, uh, I'll say we need to have intentional discussions that are maybe a little less emotional, emotionally charged. And that comes from both spouses. I think both spouses can get really emotionally charged Mm -hmm. when, when it's, you know, when it's your kids and your house and all this, but pulling it back, getting a little help and following a plan. Right.
2: Right. And you said something interesting to Orlando about, um, you know, seeking, maybe seeking out help. And, you know, you think about your industry most people don't paint their own house. They hire somebody. Thank God, right? That creates a whole industry for opportunity. When the water heater breaks, Mm -hmm. you, you call somebody, you know, when, you know, you, most people don't put the shingles on their own roof. They don't fix their own car. Most of us don't even cut our own hair. You hire somebody, you know, you realize that it's worth the cost to have a professional know who knows what they're doing. And, it's funny because what, you're, what we're talking about with the anxiety, that anxiety and those emotions cause us, I think, to make really foolish decisions mm-hmm. with an area of our life that's in, as important as our finances. And money right. isn't everything, of course, but it does touch every area of our life. It right. does affect our kids and it affects our spouse and its leading cause of divorce. And, you know, so while money itself isn't that important, it does affect every other important area. And we let our emotions and our anxieties prevent us from seeking out help. And then our finances are a mess. And then we're surprised that we're anxious about it. And that cycle right. continues. So
1: yeah. what
2: you said, I think, is really wise. There's got to be that day where you, you seek out help. And I'm yeah. not saying every single person needs a financial advisor. Sure. There's always going to be do-it-yourselfers that paint their own house. For sure, most yeah. of us, you know, it's usually in our best interest to to seek out a professional. Um, for yeah. most people, especially those that are also running a small business.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's so smart because um, you know not only does it uh, give you the guidance, but it also puts a a, a time and a sectioned out. Place to talk about the finances rather than talking about them in the middle of the night in the bed, and you you know <laughs>
2: yeah. the,
1: the, the weaning out the weaning hours, you know it's getting closer to closer to morning. Uh, you could put a pin on that conversation and and put it on the calendar and say, okay, we're going to talk with you know with our with our advisor. So um, so you are you are an advisor. You're you're with PFS uh, Investments. How long have you been uh, with uh, doing this?
2: So. A little over eight years, we've been in business. My mm-hmm.
1: husband. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, you know, with this uh, business, you have put together a a plan um, that really is is angled towards building up the foundation of that of that financial house, as you as you mm-hmm. put it before the show. Um, can you walk us through some of these steps and 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 tell us what uh, what these couples need to be thinking about as they are both managing their their personal finances, of course, but pairing that with the business finances, which like I said, those profits can be a little bit up and down throughout the year.
2: Yeah, great question. And I think that when it comes to being in business, most of us, right? And I run a small business too, so I know how those early years can be, feast or famine. Mm -hmm. I, I I really do empathize. But... Most of us started our business with our personal finances. You know, maybe mm-hmm. there's a few of you listening who are fortunate enough to get some inheritance. That wasn't me. I know that wasn't you, sure. and that's not yeah. most people. We so at the beginning, our finances, our personal finances and our business finances are intermingled. So I'm saying that because you have to get your own house in order. If your yeah. personal finances are a mess. And you're like, well, Quincy, I just want to hear about the business finances. I'll take care of the business stuff, the personal side later. You may be missing it. So my first piece of advice when I'm talking with a couple or an individual who runs a small business is what is your personal? Uh, what is your personal mm-hmm. financial house look like? Mm-hmm. Because if it's in shambles, it's probably likely that it's going to spill over and cause trouble with the business. So, Orlando, that getting into the personal financial house, you need to start with the foundation. You know, I'm not a a contractor. You know, I'm not an expert, but I do know uh, my husband and I are in some real estate projects right now. And we're uh, talking with contractors. We're figuring out A, B and C what steps need to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, you and I were talking about this before the show, but you wouldn't put up the wiring and the framing and the drywall before you have the foundation leveled. Right. I think 100% of people would agree. <laughs> and if oh, you were building a house, even if you're not an expert, like I'm not an expert in that field, I do know that. Yeah. Well, the same is true for your financial life. You know, most of us, you know, they and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the vacation. I'm pro mm-hmm. vacation. But most people spend more time planning a two-week vacation than they ever will in their lifetime planning their retirement. Mm. Which could be three decades of their life. Four right. decades their life that it's just, it's foolish. But again, people don't have bad intentions. People just haven't thought about it. They haven't heard it put like that before, you know, and and maybe had a call to action. So to Orlando, my advice is start with a foundation that could be a little bit different for anybody. You know, that could be, uh, you know, if you're uh, a Christian, that might be tithing is the foundation. Mm -hmm. That's how it is in our household. Uh, You know, if that's not a part of your belief system, then the first might just be having a budget. So depending on what's where your values are, there could be you could argue a few different things are true for the first step. But Mm -hmm. whether that's giving, whether that's having a budget, I think the step that almost everyone would agree comes first um, is knowing what your income looks like and knowing what your expenses look like. Yeah. Call it a budget. Don't call it a budget. But you have to know what's coming in and out every month or else you're not going to be able to save. You're not going to be able to get out of debt. You're not going to be able to afford the tools you need to run your business. So that's a good starting point uh, if you don't know where to start. From there, you need to make sure that you have some catastrophic what-if emergencies protected. Mm, mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. I don't know what tomorrow brings, obviously, right? right? You don't either. No. But I do know that unexpected things will happen. And I do know that I'm going to, in the next 12 months of my life, I'm going to be spending thousands of dollars on something that I don't want to spend thousands of dollars on, because that's just how life is. And when you're a business owner, that's amplified. When you're Mm. a business owner, you need to be ultra prepared. So here's some practical advice. Make sure you have proper insurance. Insurance is not something any one of us wants to jump out of bed excited about. Sure, yeah. I don't want to pay premiums. You don't want to pay premiums. Right. Yeah. But don't be foolish and make sure that you have the insurance, maybe the legal protection that you need. Think about it like this. Is there something that if it were to happen, it would crumble your business? Right. If you were, for example, if you were to get sued, if you were to lose a spouse, what if someone passed away and they're invaluable to your business? You know, for even leaving the emotional tragedy, think about it from a financial side. If two business partners like Torlando, you and your brother run a business Mm -hmm. and you're both working your tail off, you know, putting in 60 hours a week. And what happens if something happens to one of you? Well, yeah, (laughs) the business is going to either fail, crumble overnight or at the at the best case scenario, you're going to lose 50 percent because you just lost. So, you know, think about even though it's not fun to think about, be protected to the best of your ability against things like that. Having right. the right insurance, liability insurance, having a will, having a key person insurance, which is basically just like term life insurance, but on for a business owner. Mm, Again, hope. I'm well aware no one's interested in this topic, but that <laughs> is one of the foundations. You're going to sleep well. Every night yeah. knowing yeah. that I would rather pay a premium and, and not get sued and not die and sure, not yeah. fall off the roof than than not have that and to try to save a few bucks and your business right. could crumble any day.
1: Right, right. Absolutely. So that's
2: a starting point. Torlando, do you want me to move forward on some of the other yeah. areas?
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. So So just kind of recap for our audience here. The first step is, is just getting that, that budget in place, knowing how much is coming in, how much is going out, and making sure that you are making room to pay for those things that are going to provide you a catastrophic safety net, right? Yes. Okay. So what comes after that?
2: So after that, same idea, be prepared for the unexpected, try to be wise, try to save your resources. And have an emergency fund. And again, I'm talking about your personal finances and your business finances. So you can, you know, regardless of your circumstance, you can apply this to your business as well. If you're a business owner, just amplify everything to Orlando. You know, times it by three, times it by five. Again, I I understand. My husband and I, you know, we've been supporting our family for almost a decade on a business. No salary, Mm -hmm. no benefits, no health insurance, no 100% 100% commission. So I I live it. So I understand. And I'm telling you from experience, you've got to have cash, not mm-hmm. being invested, not tucked away somewhere far away, but cash that's out of sight, out of mind where you don't see it on your banking app every day,
0: mm-hmm. but close
2: mm-hmm. enough that if you have an emergency, you can pull it within hours. And, yeah. you know, if you for those people that don't run a business, two or three months of, of income or expenses is usually enough. Mm-hmm. Those of us that run a business, you probably want that closer to six months. Mm-hmm. And I know that you might not be able to get there, you know, tomorrow, but that's right. a goal that you should be striving for is can you put away three to six months of expenses for your business? Yeah. And that way when you go through the dry seasons. You know, you don't have to. You know, you don't have to worry about not being able to pay your mortgage, right? Because it's January and that's your worst month. You knew it was your worst month, so we should be prepared for it. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, and I and I like this because, um, you know, I'll be I'll be honest. I've tried different, you know, plans out there. I did the Dave Ramsey thing. I did Profit First and. And the, the, the fact of the matter is, when I was on those plans, I was running into cash flow issues all the time. The, mm-hmm. the up and down of the business just wasn't, um, you know, it just wasn't allowing me to really have, you know, like with the Dave Ramsey thing. It's like your emergency, your, you, your first step is to have a starter emergency fund of $1,000 and then you go hard on the debt. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that, that isn't going to cut it for it's a seasonal business. It's just not enough. And it wasn't until I started, I said, OK, I'm going to get the emergency fund in place first. Yes, that, that is when I was able to start getting traction on, on the other stuff. But but I think that, you know, some of these some of the plans out there that are, you know, that I think you have to be tricky. And, and I am you know, I'm calling out Dave Ramsey. He's not going to listen to this, so it's fine. And, and if he doesn't, <laughs> he's not going to care. But, you know, he's he's so focused on like his hook as a marketer is the debt, getting out of debt. But in my opinion, it comes at the expense of the reality of running a seasonal business, running or running a business in general where you cannot have a thousand dollars in cash. And that's all you have until you get out of debt. You cannot do that. You have to lengthen that runway um, especially enough to at least to cover those seasonal dips and a little more. I, I really like this, Quincy. So so after we set this aside, this uh, emergency fund, then what comes?
2: So you actually led into it without even realizing it to Orlando. But then after the emergency fund is established, you crack the code. Then we can focus on eliminating debt. I see. And I am not going to spend a lot of time on that today uh, just because I it's not as specific to the business owner and mm-hmm. I'd love you know to get to some areas um, like investing that can help attract higher quality people sure. you know help yeah, you hire yeah, yeah. People. but I just want to make one note that of course eliminating debt is important of mm-hmm. course it needs to be a part of your plan but just like you were saying Dave Ram the Dave Ramsey stuff and it's no disrespect to him he used to be with our company so our values are Um, And our teachings are similar, but that's Mm -hmm. one area where I I do differ, just like you, Mm -hmm. is that that getting out of debt at all costs, live in a box, do whatever you have to do, just Mm -hmm. get out of debt, that sounds really attractive on paper. Mm -hmm. And it is biblical to be debt-free. So I am the biggest advocate of being debt-free. But I also live in the real world. And we need to be realistic that most people, in fact, I don't know if I've ever met anyone they can't, if, if you've got a $300,000 mortgage and $100,000 of student loan debt, if you're going to be getting out of debt and you're not going to be investing, getting your money working for you until you're debt free,
1: mm-hmm. well,
2: I have news for you. You won't be investing until you're 60 years old and then it's too late right. anyways. Right. I have yeah. clients that are in their 60s still paying off student loan debt. So most people just don't have that luxury and you've yeah. got to leverage your assets. If I can have a 3% loan, but then get 12% of my investment accounts, that's Mm -hmm. a wise financial decision. It's net positive. Sure. So I'm an advocate of being debt free. That's the next step. Have a strategy to make sure that you are chipping away and moving Mm -hmm. in the direction of debt freedom, but not at the cost of everything else. And I would argue the next step is investing, getting your money working for you. And what's so exciting as a business owner, it's funny. Most business owners, you may think that you have less resources. You might think, hey, I don't have benefits. I don't have a 401k. And, you know, we don't, we can't have a 401k because it's too expensive. It's complicated. Mm -hmm. So the average small business owner that we talk to, they just think it's out of the, it's not in the cards for them. And Mm -hmm. they feel it's actually a disadvantage That, hey, if I had a nine to five, I'd have all these benefits, but I don't. They have it all wrong. You have more benefits. You get to choose the benefits that you have. Mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. get to create. And I'm going to use a retirement plan as an example, but Mm -hmm. keep in mind, that's just one example. But it is so important to make sure that you have a retirement plan for your business. Even Mm -hmm. if you're like, we don't have a lot of money coming in. I, I can't set that up yet. You know, you don't understand. We're new. We're not even turning a profit. I'll get that figured out later when we're successful. Don't yeah. make that mistake. You, that right. has to be one of the first things you do because you're going to be putting away money every month for yourself. It's going to lower. And I'm giving you an example, but, you know, mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. people say, yeah, I, I can't afford a 401k. Well, yeah, right. 401ks are not designed for the small business owner. They're designed right. for the large corporation.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They're expensive. They're uh, you know very high cost, a lot of fees, and they're complicated to set up. Mm. I'm not. I sell 401 one k's, so I'm not. I, I do believe yeah. in them. But it has to sure. be the right fit, and I don't set them up for the husband and wife business owner who have been in business for six months. Yeah, there's there's resources out there. Like one example is a simple IRA. It costs almost nothing to set up. You could mm-hmm. be in a position, Torlando, to where you're putting money into your own account every month while mm. getting a tax benefit for the business. So you might actually end up, in some cases, being net positive at the end of the year mm. with a tax benefit. And yeah. one note that I know is really a, a problem in your industry is hiring,
0: mm-hmm.
2: finding quality guys, finding quality you know men and women to work and retaining them.
0: Yeah, that's sure. huge.
2: Well, imagine if you're the only one in your community that's running a business that's offering retirement benefits. You're mm-hmm. going to have higher quality people and you're gonna have more retention and it benefits you and your family. So that's just one example, but when you have your foundation in order, you know, and you know what's coming in and out every month, you have the insurances you need. Don't wait till all the stars align and you're successful in your own eyes get mm-hmm. opportunities like that get those in place right away and that hopefully will contribute to your success attract higher quality people and you know and that's just one example to of a lot but you know I do believe in investing and getting your money to work for you in your yeah. personal life and your business life as soon as you're as you're able
1: yeah absolutely so so how do how do we get? Um, so so I'm I'm kind of interested in this, and I want to know. And and uh, so so how do, how do I get started if I want to offer those types of retirement benefits with this with this simple IRA? What's the best way to get started with that?
2: Great question. So probably two avenues. You could do all your own research. Of course, you know that's the beautiful thing. That's the Blessing and the curse of the internet, right? Is Mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm. get information overload. So you could start Googling and start researching. There's a lot of retirement plans out there. They all have different rules and nuances. You could just start researching and you Mm -hmm. can decide for yourself what you want. And then you could seek someone out when you're ready to put that in place. Or you could seek someone out first after having a baseline of knowledge where you say, hey, I'm not an expert, but I want to know more about that. You could talk to somebody i'm one of many resources right but this is something that i do and i'm sure there's a lot of other people out there too that are trustworthy and that help and that you know specialize with small business owners you reach out to someone who's trustworthy who's been doing this a long time who works with small business owners um who isn't trying to sell you a 401k just to squeeze out as much profits but someone willing to show you all the resources and act in your best interest and torlando you know you you ask them questions Just like if you were taking your car to the shop, you say, Hey, I'm interested in this. Tell me about it. What is it going to cost? What is it going to look like? How much time is it going to take? Same thing. You ask questions. And as long as you have, you know, you're working with someone who's trustworthy, and I'm aware I use that word a lot, but for Mm -hmm, good reason, mm -hmm. because it's not the financial industry is not always a a field of integrity. So as long as you are working with someone that has a lot of character, then they're going to take good care of you. And, you know, and they can guide you through that process and help you get that set up just like you would a personal IRA.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And if we want to, if we want to talk to you about this Quincy, where, uh, where can we find you?
2: A LinkedIn would be the best. We're pretty low tech. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so LinkedIn I'm under Quincy D Fox, uh, D middle initial. And fortunately there's not too many Quincy's out there. So yeah. pretty, pretty easy to find. And, Send, send me a message and, and someone from my office will see me, give me a ping and can be in contact if there's any way that I can answer any questions. You don't have to reach out just if you're interested in moving forward. You know, you can reach out just if you have a question or you need help with some resources. And I'm happy to, to be a blessing to whoever's listening.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Quincy, thank you so much for your time today. This has been helpful. And uh, yeah, I I, I highly recommend uh, reaching out to her on LinkedIn. Thank you for being on the show, Quincy.
2: Thanks, Torlando. All
1: right. There we have it, folks. Quincy Fox with PFS Investments, uh, helping us give a little bit of a plan here to to our uh, uh, to our financial system as we're working through business and life, and and I just I I, I I'm so glad that she went there with the emergency fund thing, uh, because I, I I'll tell you I was trying the thousand dollar emergency fund get out of my student loan. You, know, I had so much student loan debt, uh, it wasn't working because every time winter would come, you know it it was just like shoot, well I'm out of cash, you know, and and so it took a while to get out of that cycle until i realized i can't follow that plan i gotta i gotta beef up this emergency fund just make sure that i have a, a little bit of a little bit of spackle to smooth over the the tough times uh folks that is our show i am so glad that you have uh, been listening um again um you know if you want to if you want to talk to quincy i recommend it go find her on linkedin um she's really cool really sweet person um, and if you are, uh, like I said, at the beginning of the show, if you are, uh, struggling with any kind of thing where you just need somebody to talk to, you're feeling lonely, you need, uh, to, to get something off your, your chest and you need a, a friend, you need a peer, you need a mentor, uh, hit me up. Okay. Um, part of the ask a peer network with P, uh, with the PCA, uh, go to hakes.digital and you can book a time
0: on my schedule. Uh, that's our show folks. Thank you for listening to paint ed.